0: If you're not engaging in the powerful ministry of instrumental prophecy, it could be because you're not quite sure of its purpose or role in the service. Or it could be that you've been listening to the lies of the enemy, accusing you of being prideful and drawing attention to yourself. And that keeps you from releasing the impact of your anointing. Today, we're going to give you three powerful keys to go beyond the solo and get into playing prophetically. These three keys are drawn from the prophetic worship framework where we combine scripture, skill, and spirit into a powerful prophetic flow. Plus, we'll have an activation at the end to help you gain confidence and sense the flow. Welcome to the Prophetic Worship Leader Podcast, where we take the uncertainty out of leading prophetic worship so you can flow with confidence. I'm your host, Dean Mitchum, and I'm so grateful that you're joining me today. Please subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts or the Charisma Podcast Network or wherever you listen to podcasts. And like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also support us on Patreon. Now, sound has always been a method of communication and instruments have always been a tool of communication and ministry in the Bible. The trumpet has been used to sound warning, call to war, summoned for meeting, as well as celebration. And the harp has always had a place in worship, warfare, and ministry. With sound being so important in regards to communication, why is it that we don't embrace this powerful ministry of instrumental prophecy more often? I believe there are at least two reasons that we don't. One is the lack of understanding and the second is the lies of the enemy. The lack of understanding causes us to honestly ask the question of why would we just listen to someone play a solo? When worship is a participatory event, doesn't this cause disengagement? If it is overdone, it can cause disengagement. If its purpose has not been taught to the congregation, it can cause disengagement as well. When we understand the purpose of instrumental prophecy, we ask this question instead. What is this person releasing or saying through their playing right now? You know, it could be healing, deliverance, victory. Many other messages or ministry could occur at this time. Instrumental prophecy can minister to each individual believer in a different way. And every believer can receive ministry if they are expecting it. The lies of the devil are his ancient tools against the believer. The enemy knows the power of instrumental prophecy and he wants to stop it. He tries to stop it through accusations of pride and drawing attention to ourselves. And especially if you were really good at playing, you were really good at playing an instrument, you were accused of showing off. So many people for fearing being prideful or drawing attention to themselves have diminished the power of their gift and they're not using it. That's what we're going to defeat today. The lies of the enemy and the lack of understanding. When I was a young man, people would tell me that my playing was so anointed, but I didn't quite understand it, but I did believe it. And so all I knew is I had a desire to play. I almost had a burden to play. It was something I really would love to do, wanted to do, and had to do. So as I was preparing for a service one evening, I began to practice the keyboard. And someone walked over to me and said, man, I just feel the anointing. I was wondering to myself, I'm just playing a few chords. How can that be the anointed? You know, that's when I realized, and came to the understanding of the anointing is on the person and not the instrument. And that's when I began to understand the anointing and power of instrumental prophecy or that God wanted me to use my gift for his glory. And if I play, the anointing would come. Later on, we found scriptures that support this type of stuff for what God is doing. So note this, your desire to play a solo is God placing a demand on the gift he's placed inside of you. And your desire to play well is wanting to represent the kingdom of God with excellence. It is not prideful or drawing attention to yourself, so go ahead and play. Play with all your might as David did, and shut the mouth of the enemy with your playing and play before the Lord. See, instrumental prophecy is using the sound of music to express the heart and mind of God and to express the ministry of God. There is a place and a time for it to occur. Instrumental prophecy is one of the three expressions of a psalmist. They are playing, singing, and writing. So let's take a look at playing prophetically. Let's take a look at the three keys for releasing the anointing of instrumental prophecy. Three keys to releasing instrumental prophecy are authority, delivery, and accuracy. Scripture gives us the authority. Skill gives us the delivery. And the Spirit gives us the accuracy. So let's take a look at Scripture to give ourselves authority. In 1 Chronicles Chapter 25, verses one and two. King David established priests who would prophesy on the instruments by the order of the king. The king calls for our playing. When the king calls for our playing, we need to respond. According to 2 Kings 3.15, the prophet Elisha needed prophetic music. The prophet calls for our playing. When the prophet calls for prophetic music, we need to play. In Psalm 49, verse four, King David instructed that playing unlocks revelation. For it says, I will open up my dark saying upon the harp. We initiate prophetic flow when we play. So scripture gives us the authority to prophesy on the instrument. This is what you need to get into your spirit. This is what you need to get into your mind and renew it. That you are authorized to play solos. You are authorized to play with a group. You're authorized to play with your team. You're authorized to play behind worship teams, but specifically to prophesy on the instruments. Now let's talk about skill. Skill gives us a delivery. So prophetic songs can be likened unto arrows. We pull them from our quiver at the time we need them. The arrowhead is kind of like scripture. It gives us the sharpness and the penetration. That's the word. The feathers are like the spirit. It helps guide it to its proper place at the right moment. And the shaft is like skill, all right? It connects the arrows and the feathers. And that is our ability to play. And we must link the word and the spirit through our playing. Without playing, the word or the spirit cannot do its proper job the way God designed it. Faith without works is dead, therefore, play. Now, by what standard do we determine skill? I define skill as the ability to perform without causing distraction. So you can have a threshold to skill and a ceiling to skill. Anything below that threshold, you don't have the ability to play yet. You distract because you don't know the chords. You don't know how to play. You don't know the timing. You haven't practiced an instrument. You haven't learned the instrument. Above the ceiling can get into where it's totally distracting to the singing, totally distracting to the mood, the spirit, and you can overplay. So let's keep it within a big window of the ability to perform without causing distraction. Now we develop our skill by three steps, learning, practicing, and playing. We develop our skill by becoming competent in that instrument. We develop our skill by becoming competent in chords and scales. Now every key has a simple major scale. So you need to learn the chords and scales for the most used keys to start with. It's always great to learn most of the keys, but especially the keys that your worship team is performing in because that's the ones you're going to be using most of all. Second is, as we learn, practice, and play, we practice. And the reason we practice is so the congregation can worship without distraction. And the reason we practice prophetic music is so we can flow without distraction. Now, one good thing about developing our skill is we need to practice in several keys so you can launch from any song during your worship set. If you have a worship set already laid out, you know the chords that you're gonna be using, the keys you're gonna be using and the chords for those keys. So practice in spontaneous worship. And this is actually good for playing live anyway, is before you've sat down to play, is play the scale of every chord you'll be using that day. And remind yourself of the chords you'll be using. It's always good to practice and move ahead. Now we're learning, we're practicing, and now we're playing. We need to play with the power of simplicity. God has created a beautiful medium in our world and it's called music. And it's pleasing sounds and it's wonderful rhythms and it's emotional singing. There's wonderful things that he created for his purpose, for his glory and to use in his kingdom. And so let us not overlook the power of God's creativity and the power in the simplicity of playing. Because if we get too hung up on what we're playing, we're gonna we're gonna miss the point. We need to trust the Spirit and let the Holy Spirit do its job. Now, if music is anointed from God, and it is, then overplaying does not increase the anointing. Faith, obedience, along with purposeful playing, releases the anointing. If I'm playing a rain, I might play, you know, with rapid keystrokes, or I might play high to low notes. All right, and I might emphasize it. If I'm playing with intensity or rapidity of of, of beat. So I want that intensity, I'm gonna play maybe faster. I'm gonna play eighth notes as opposed to quarter notes or whole notes, half notes. So with that being said, we need to trust the power of simplicity. So I wanted you to just be at peace by trusting the Holy Spirit to do its job. If we're willing to play with simplicity and faith, it's easier for people to receive when we don't overdo it. So don't overdo it, trust in the power of simplicity. By the way, if you find music theory confusing, if you have a hard time communicating with musicians, then I recommend you take my Music Theory Simplified course. I clearly explain six topics that take the mystery out of Music Theory. It will help you understand chords and scales and move from being intimidated to having confidence. The link will be in the show notes and uh, we'll have that available to you. Now, let's talk about the spirit. The spirit gives us accuracy. What do I mean by accuracy? Is when we release the song. Accuracy is timing and target okay, of our instrumental prophecy, the when and where of playing prophetically. Most often in a corporate worship setting, you'll respond to what God is doing through one of the speakers or the leaders of the service or to what God is telling you to do. So sometimes at the end of a song, I begin to play on the keyboard. Our pastors will later interpret what I've been playing or they will follow the Holy Spirit in ministry that's being released or they may call for altar ministry times. Sometimes I will tell the congregation what I believe God is doing during this flow and let them know what to expect when I play. So you'll need to flow with your leadership for this to occur without chaos. So remember, trust the Holy Spirit, trust the voice of the Lord and partner with him to play prophetically. So in summary, the three keys for flowing and in prophetic instrumental music are authority, delivery, and accuracy. Scripture gives us authority, skill gives us delivery, and spirit gives us accuracy. So what are we talking about? We're talking about every musician can experience being used by God to prophesy on the instruments. Now, I'm excited to let you know that we have launched the Christian International Prophetic Worship School. This is our six-week online certification program where you'll be taught by Bishop Bill Hammond, the father of the prophetic music, Apostles Tom and Jane, who were raised as the family of the prophetic music, and me. And we've been working together now for 25 years as a powerful prophetic leadership team. We'll spend six weeks together by giving you transformational training, powerful activations, and strategic coaching. So you can text the word FLOW, F-L-O-W, to the number 33777 to sign up for more information. Or you can visit our website at propheticworshipschool.com. We'll have all this in the show notes for you as well. Now, the application process is now open for our summer and fall semesters, so you can apply now. The course will have you flowing in authority as a confident prophetic worship leader. This course is not only for worship leaders, but it's also for pastors and prophets, songwriters, team members, anyone who wants to flow as a powerful prophetic leadership team. So remember to text the word FLOW to 33777 or visit the website propheticworshipschool.com. Now, earlier in the show, I promised you some action items that would help you sense the flow in this. So here are four practices that you can do right away. They'll help you activate your faith, increase your confidence to sense what God is doing. The first one is called play, then pray. If you've ever been to any Christian National Prophetic Training Seminars, we say pray and get a thought from the throne. But here we're gonna go something different. It's in the same vein, the same activation. I want you to play, then pray. What that looks like is you take a moment and simply play your instrument. Once you've played a few measures, stop and ask the Lord what is happening. Look to see, listen to hear, see what God is telling you and you will find that God is speaking to you. Secondly, pray, then play. Before you play, ask the Lord what you are to release. Then play and release it. This is from Psalm 49, verse four. I will open up my dark saying on the harp, okay? I want you to do what's called play, then ask. This takes someone to help you, okay? So I want you to ask someone to listen to you play. After you play, ask them what they heard or received from your playing. You'll be amazed that God is speaking to somebody and he's ministering to people. The fourth activation or practice is this. Ask, then play. Ask someone to tell you what God is releasing, then play that release on your instrument, and remember to trust the Holy Spirit. Trust the Holy Spirit. So in review, the three keys to releasing the anointing of instrumental prophecy are authority, delivery, and accuracy. Scripture gives you authority, skill gives you delivery, and the Spirit will guide you with accuracy. Now you know the purpose and role of prophetic playing and how to shut the mouth of the devil by playing. So play with all your might. Partner with God through music because every musician can experience being used by God. As we close out today, I wanna ask you if you've ever been deeply and personally challenged to be the creative worship leader you're called to be. Do you know how to write the kind of songs that God wants you to write? Do you know how to lead prophetic worship? Do you know how to go deep with the gifts and develop the habits and practices that you need to reach your calling. Well, I want to challenge you to take a look at our Creative Worship Leader coaching program. This is where I get with you in a deep level, one-on-one, six-month coaching program to take you to a new level. Okay, We'll help you eliminate excuses, establish creative habits, so you can experience divine fulfillment. And that is knowing that you have done what God wants you to do. Visit movementwriters.com to see our coaching program or find a link in your show notes to follow. Well, thanks for listening to the Prophetic Worship Leader Podcast, where we take the uncertainty out of leading prophetic worship so you can flow with confidence. Remember to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Apple Podcast and the Charisma Podcast Network, or wherever you listen to podcasts and support us on Patreon. I'm Dean Mitchum. Thank you for listening today, and we will see you next week.